house. Hawkins French of the band Hawkins. What's going without on? Without the I. Without the I. Don't yeah. you know? You don't. I mean, if you're trying That's to find yourself on the internet, there's no I in there. No. H a w k n s. All caps too. All caps. All yeah. right. What's going on, buddy? I'm much. How are you? Yeah. You know. Uh, I, I do want to start out right away with uh, you all have the privilege and the honor now of working with one of the best bartenders in Milford. I do, yes. <clears throat> that is me, of course. <laughs> uh, how's it been so far? It's been great. I mean, it's, it's hard work. Stonebridge is no joke. <laughs> you want, you, you, it's constant running around for 12 hours straight. So give this man credit. He's yeah. working hard. I know. I'm pushing 52 and I'm just like. Oh, working your ass off, yeah, dude. <laughs> so we went up. We went up. So we worked all weekend. I know. I, I saw you Saturday night. You had a, you had a couple gigs this weekend, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I worked Sunday, and I mean, I worked all weekend, but Sunday was just. It, I think from between the hours of three and four, it like rose fifteen degrees in temperature. Oh really? And you know, when you're under that tent, it's just a oh, sauna yeah, yeah. under there, and. Me and Camp were going up to the Celtics game Monday, mm-hmm. and the game was really late. It didn't start until eight thirty. You know, they got to get the West Coast people to watch. And I was just like, I always have these stupid notions in my head, like, "Hey, let's go golfing. Let's get up to Boston. We have a friend up there. She can get us out in Norton Country Club." And then, like, come Monday morning, I'm like, "No, no, <laughs> my body is fucking shot. Yeah, right. I got to drive. First, I got to drive two and a half hours just to get up there." Yeah. So. So we did. We went up to the Celtics game. Uh, they blew them out. We had great seats. Uh, thank you, White Claw. And, yeah, so uh, how'd you get those? Dude? Those seats were probably two grand a seat. White, right? White Claw. White Claw. Yeah, yeah. We what, sell they, a little bit of it. How do you have you have a connection with White Claw? Or? Yeah. Like through through this or through Stonebridge? Or? No, through no, through Stonebridge. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So so White Claw actually just had their sixth year anniversary. What? I thought it was a little longer than that, to be honest with you. Wait, they haven't been out for it's only, only six been years? six years. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, so our our friend that works for uh, he used to work down here now works up in he has the Massachusetts Boston market, Boy. and uh, he was generous enough to uh, offer us up a couple tickets. That's so, awesome. Yeah, uh, we took we took him up on that offer. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Uh, if they make the finals, uh, you know, maybe High Noon should step up. No, yeah, I saw I saw your Instagram post. I was like, oh my god! Yeah, like, we were right there, man. It was awesome. Oh uh, yeah, it was, it was it was a good time, good game. I bet this is my third game I've been to this year. They haven't won yet, so they won that game. Boy. They played tonight. Uh, there was a rumor of a little outbreak of COVID in Miami locker room. Oh darn! Uh, I don't think Hero's playing. Uh, I know oh, Jimmy Butler's on. still hurting. Let's of course, on. we got our own we got our own problems too with Marcus yeah. Smart and Robert Williams, but. I think we're going to win tonight and win the series. And I don't know how I feel about Golden State yet. Should we meet them in the finals? But you know, they still both got to win out. So uh, it's, what is it? It's two right two. Yeah, this yeah. one's two two. The other one, uh, Golden State lost last night, but they're still up three to one. Three one. Yeah, that, that's, that's that series is over. They're going back home, so yeah. that series is over. Yeah. Uh, so something uh, you were on the show last summer. Yes, uh, I met you at Stonebridge, and uh, you ta- you know we talked about your band Hawkins and all mm-hmm. that and. The shows you had. Um, one thing we never touched on was basically uh, your addiction and recovery. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish we did. It's a good. It's a topic I like talking about. Sometimes I have some friends of mine that have uh, re- recovering, and uh, yeah. it's in, in today's society, uh, mental health and all that stuff is oh, yeah. on the forefront of everything. Drug addiction is running rampant, in right? America, yeah. and the fentanyl uh, crisis yeah. and all that stuff. So. Uh, why don't you take a few, a few minutes and uh, we'll, we'll discuss, you know, 
basically how you got uh, introduced to drugs and uh, and how you got out of it and where you're at now. Yeah. All right. So let me uh, sit my drink. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you were not clean and sober. You were just clean. Not, yeah, yeah. I'm just not doing drugs. Anymore. And a uh, shout out to your sister who works at New England Cider Company for uh, yeah. donating a four pack of uh, passion fruit and uh, what was the other one? Cherry? Raspberry. Raspberry cider. Yeah, delicious, yeah. Yeah, so how I got introduced was, uh, I mean, I always, like, my parents always said, my dad says that he was worried about me having a drug problem at, like, age five, because I was always searching for, like, external stimulation. I always wanted to, like, like pinch myself and just anything that made me feel something I was, like, drawn to, you know? But then I started skateboarding for a long time, and I was really good at it, so I was hanging out with a lot of older kids who were also good at it. And uh, you have a young were, Tony Hawk look to you, yeah, facts, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was, uh, and I was just like, all the older kids that were skating were were into drugs, you know. So I was exposed to it at like age like twelve, thirteen, and I looked up to them. So like, I thought it was cool. Right. That's really it's as simple as that. Like, I looked at the people that were good at skating at the time were doing drugs. Just the whole skateboarding community is like. Getting high and shit, you know, like the whole. So you say drugs, marijuana, something harder. Yeah, so it started with like it was mostly marijuana. So like the gateway. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's very true. That is very true. And then, yeah, and then also like cocaine. There were people doing cocaine and stuff, but then it's just like I mean I could sit here for two hours and tell you (laughs) step by step what happened, but I just I started smoking weed and then you know one thing led to another. Then you try some pills, then you try cocaine, and then it was a ten year run of just. Every drug you could think of, I was doing it. I was addicted to crack. I was addicted to heroin. I was addicted when I was when I was a sophomore in high school. I was sixteen. I was doing heroin, and in school, and I would be throwing up in the bathrooms and sleeping all the time. And yeah, it was fucked up. It's fucked up. But then uh, rehab. That's that's well, like, let's not fast forward just that quickly. <laughs> uh, what was your you know I, I you know I watched some of those you know addiction shows like what was your I guess moment of clarity. I guess the word would be, or your 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 turning point. Like where when I realized I wanted. When to you realize, like you know what, I I I'm just gonna either end up dead. Yeah. Or I gotta turn this around. So there was a time in my life where I didn't care about dying. You know what I mean? Like I was, I didn't think I was gonna make it to 25. I'm 25 now. I just was like, I was very, I was extremely suicidal. I spent time in psych wards, two different psych wards for suicidal stuff, and. uh and I, um, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> I just, sorry. I just started getting memories of the psych ward. Right. Yeah, just, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, wait, what was your question again? <laughs> what was, what was the turning point? What was, what oh, was your, what was yeah. your moment where you were like. So I had a lot of, I had a lot of like rock bottoms, they call it. You got to hit rock bottom before you like realize you need You had better. multiple rock bottoms. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. the one that, the one that really did it for me was I was, uh, it was, 3 a.m. December 5th, like five years ago, man. I think I was 20. December 5th, and I was um, I was barefoot in the woods, running from people who were I thought were chasing me. They weren't there. No, they were not there because I was just out of my mind on crack and Xanax and every other drug you can think of. And I was awake for like a week, so I was like hallucinating, and on my feet were going numb because it's like five degrees outside, and I'm barefoot, and then. I was in, I was deep in the woods and I just like started to come down and I was like, and I started to cry and I was like, I am fucked up. <laughs> like I'm, I'm running, my feet are all bloody and stuff and I'm just like, so I walked home 
And I knocked on my door, and my mom answers already crying because, like, I snuck out of my house and right. shit. And, like, I just said, I need help. Now, it was the first moment where I was like, I need help. Like, I need real help, and I'm ready to actually do something about this, you know? Right. So that was that was the rock bottom that did it. Running through the woods barefoot in three-degree weather from people that I thought were chasing me. That's when I realized I needed to get help. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, it's not something to laugh at. It's something, you know, you know you're... You're a success story. And, yeah. And, yeah. and obviously, it's a lifelong thing you have to oh, deal course, with. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't, um, I can't rest for a minute. Right, yeah. right. You know, the demons are the demons, and yeah. they just don't go away. But, but I am an interesting case, because I'm sure everyone listening will be like, this kid's drinking right now. Right. You know what I mean? But I did, I stayed sober for about nine months with nothing. No yeah. weed, no alcohol, nothing. And then, it's just the, it was the pain and the suffering. I just don't ever want to do that again. Right. So it's like, now I can drink and just be okay. So I have no urges to ever go back to where I was. You know what I mean? Right. So that's really what it is. I just suffered enough to be able to drink without wanting right. to go back to drink. Because a lot of people do say, like, oh, if you're going to be drinking, what's the point? You know, yeah. I actually have a friend that was a, a heroin addict, and he drinks all the time. Yeah, Not all the time, right? but you know what I mean. He's a yeah. drinker. Uh, and he kind of said the same thing. He's like, listen, it's, 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 you know, it's, well, everyone is different, first of all. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's, yeah. you know, addictions and how yeah. they deal I with it. I do not recommend different. to any addicts listening to drink. Right, 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 <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, But, so you're 25 now. Yeah. Uh, you get, so when, when was your last day you were high? On was what? that the December 5th? Was that the date? On crack cocaine, yeah. Crack cocaine, December running 5th. through the woods. That yeah. was the last day. Last day that I was And which, where'd you go to rehab? I went to, um, it was my fifth rehab. And Just was, five. I went to five, five rehabs. rehabs. This is number five. Okay. The first four all different? Like, yeah, all different ones. The first four were like, I went to my first one at 16. And it was, I got kicked out in 13 days. Did you think it was a joke in your head? Oh, dude, I didn't give a fuck. Right. When you're under 18, you don't have a choice. If your parents want you to go, they can hire people, actually. Happened to my friend. 3 a.m., two big dudes just come in and pick you up. Right. Put you in a car, and then you wake up in Utah. Like, wake up in Utah. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. Like, But I, I agreed to go, so they didn't have to do that. But I figured out pretty quickly at 16, like, oh, I can get kicked out of this place. So I tried to get kicked out. Oh, like, yeah. You were yeah. on a mission to get yeah. 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 So I got kicked out 13 days. Because you're, you're 16. You're still rebelling oh, against your parents. I didn't think I had a problem. Everything. Right. You I didn't, didn't think I thought everything was fine. Yeah. Right. It's right. like I'm, I'm just I'm doing cool what kid. kids do. You know? I'm cool getting kid. high. Yep. Like, yep. Yeah, like, and then, uh, yeah, the second rehab was California. And I got kicked out of that one. And then I was homeless in California for about seven days. And I was 18. I was playing guitar at the airport for money, hanging out with different homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> that were like meth heads and stuff. And then um, the third one was Mississippi. Or no, the third one was Pennsylvania. The fourth one was Mississippi. And it was like a horse therapy. It was like a horse rehab. I had my own horse and stuff. We'd go riding every day. It was great. And then the fifth one is the one that like... The fourth and fifth I took more serious. But the fifth one, it was like I was trying to get better. I went in there, no bullshit. I wasn't fucking around. Like I wasn't talking to girls. I was just... I was there to do what I... I wanted to learn. I wanted to get better. So that was in New Hampshire. And uh, if uh, my boy Phil ever hears this, shout out Phil. He's the best counselor I ever had, dude. He was oh, awesome. nice. Yeah. Yeah. He's from Waterbury, too. And a lot of that really, you know, it's a personal trust issue with the counselors. And, oh, of course. And, and the, making friendships. What makes and, a rehab good is the people that work there. Right. Like, you could have the greatest money in the world for rehab, but if the counselors aren't good, you're, it's bullshit. Right. You know? And right. He, was, he was phenomenal. He was fantastic. Best counselor I've ever had. 
I forget his last name, but his name's Phil. Phil. Yeah. Shout out Phil. He's from Waterbury. So right. yeah. Phil from Waterbury. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He'll yeah, get man. you off the drugs. Yeah, he was dope. So, you know, and, and I lost a lot of people too, like throughout the time. Like so many people died, so many of my friends, and I lost my best friend, Mike Assad. I'm sure a lot of people know who he was in Milford. He died. And uh, my roommate in my fifth rehab, like got some got some drugs and died in the room. Like, oh, jeez. Fucked up, man. So yeah, drugs are no joke, dude. Don't do no, drugs, kids. No, Stay in school. Don't, <laughs> don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, I, I don't smoke weed. Uh, I have before. Yeah, uh, I just, I just, and it's not for me. Yeah. Um, I pretty much just stick to alcohol. That's it. Uh, what do you think about you know becoming legal all over pretty much the country at this point? Probably the next ten years will be legal in every state. Uh, you know, we talked about it earlier. Yeah. A, a gateway drug. Yeah. Um, do you think it's more of a gateway drug as far as the social aspect of who you hang out with? Or, like, I, like I've done weed. It didn't make me want to do coke. Uh, I've never done coke in my life. Uh, uh-huh. how, how, do you, how do you look at it? Do you think it's a, a big problem and the, and the governments just want the tax money? And, and Or is it really just... I mean, obviously, it is very therapeutic to some people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it medically, yeah. you know, it really I, I helps. Smoke weed sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, like late night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you think it's something that isn't going to be an issue? No, it's so more it's mainstream. Totally, it's totally true. I remember when I was younger, I was like, I started to say that to people. I was like, the one thing school teaches you about drugs that is definitely true is weed is a gateway drug, right? Because it's also just like the social aspect. Like it's in movies, you hear about it all the time. And all the older kids are doing it. It's the easiest first step. You know, that's what it is. It's not like you just do blow. Right. And then you're like, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So I also think that it becoming legal is a good thing because it takes away like the stigma of it being like, oh, like cool for kids. You know what I mean? And like, oh, I smoked weed. Like, because I wanted to be badass and I thought it was cool because it was like illegal. And I was a skater. I was all about like breaking the law and stuff, you know, like. So that smoking weed felt like a cool thing, but it being legal takes away the, like the the, the coolness, yeah, of the it. edge yeah, yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. I think less kids at younger ages will smoke weed if we take the, like the stigma away that it's like. But in but playing devil's advocate, does that mean they jump right to cocaine? Because that's the next illegal exactly, up that yeah. ladder. If that yeah, so there's that too. But that's something we'll learn in time. But also the ed- education, like. I think they brought it on too early. I wouldn't have known about drugs if, like, the D.A.R.E. program. I'm not blaming the D.A.R.E. program, but, like, I would have had the absolute reverse effect on you that it you did. It, it really did. Like, because right. I would never I remember been, the like, D.A.R.E. car, like, the yeah. car. I don't even that. think they do it anymore. I think they saw it. I haven't it. seen it, no. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the program still exists, but yeah. I don't think it's out before. No, I think they, they, they did it at too young of an age. I was, it was fourth grade. And they're showing me what cocaine is and heroin and, like, all these drugs. And all I could think is, oh, like, it makes you feel some type of way. Like, that's it's like, like sex ed. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. They brought oh, it on Oh, that's what they're, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, like, they should have waited till I don't know, eighth grade or something to, to before you get to high school. Yeah. You know, like, it's it's funny. Like, I, I, you know, you talk about, like, all the, the, the debate about, you know, teaching sexuality to kids, you know, K through three in Florida and all this stuff. It's like... <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't remember sex ed to like eighth grade, mm-hmm. and I think that's the 
but like the perfect age. It is. Like yeah. you're coming into puberty. Yeah, right before high school. Right, your hormones are changing. Yeah. Um, you're interested. I mean, I was interested in girls at age fucking seven, but <laughs> yeah, right. you know. But at the same time, I wasn't like wasn't a sexual interest. It was. Yeah, you know, you're starting to get yeah, feelings. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're starting to get feelings for people. Yeah. Uh, it's just, oh gosh, it's this fucked up world we live in now. Yeah, but no, it is. Per- I think it should be the same thing. You start learning about drugs and sex before you get to high school because that's right. where it starts. That's to where come it's to gonna. Fruition. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. see it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you were. You said you were 12, though. Yeah, yeah, I was because well, skateboarding, obviously. Like, yeah. So you're giving skateboarding a bad name right now. I hate huh? to do it. Yeah, skateboarding's great. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of positive. And I, where'd you, you skate down in West Haven? In West Haven, Milford. I was all over the place. I went to Woodward. I was in New York. Where's there? Uh, is there a skate park in Milford? Yeah, yeah. Where? It's a Washington Field. Oh, Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, it, don't get me wrong. There's if you skate and your kid skates, it's not like he's going to be a drug addict. I was already like. I was already prone to being an addict, and then I was exposed to it early from skating. But most skaters are not drug addicts. You know what I mean? It's just, it was a few. It's a stigma. Right that we, let's yeah. just quell it now. Yeah. But all the ones you hung out with happened to be. Yeah, them. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was a perfect storm, dude. Yeah, it was. I would, uh, I think skaters have a label of probably being stoners. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. I mean, again, but now it's legal, so. Yeah. It's weird. I walk around the streets now. You just see a dude like lighting up a joint. Know, like, like I'm it. not used to seeing it yet. I, know, I mean, you know, I don't really put care. that away, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, there's a cop right over there. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I mean, I people are standing in line at Stonebridge smoking weed. Really? And the cops just like, I, I mean, I think technically that's illegal. Yeah. Only you can do it like that. But well, what is? Yeah, because it's the same. You can't just walk around drinking in public, right? Like it's the same thing. Like, right. Like open with container laws. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the cops are just like. But also, what the fuck I know. Do? I know police have back, backed off a lot too oh yeah from just everything right right like yeah that's what my uh, my friend's dad was telling me who's a cop that, that, like cops don't want to they don't want the paperwork anymore. yeah and they don't just, want the paperwork and it's also yeah just the the whole like stigma of cops right now right how everyone's hating on them they just they've backed off a lot well when it. COVID was rampant and a lot of shit was shut down I mean I know some New Haven detectives and yeah. they were telling me unless it's a fucking Homicide or a rape? I mean, they don't even go anywhere. Wow. They don't. They don't respond to anything. Yeah, because they they could be set up. They could be yeah. ambushed. They could be. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of a lot of crazy shit going on, and they don't know. want to be the next police force that's right. hated by America. They don't want to pull somebody <laughs> over unless you're you yeah. know egregiously speeding, like doing a yeah. hundred or something. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's I think it's it's starting to change a little bit now. I saw cops all over the road driving up to Boston and back the last couple of weekends. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's 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 crazy. But I mean, I, you know, I, I my experiences at Stonebridge, cops will give you ninety nine reasons just to walk away. Oh yeah, of course. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like just walk away. Yeah. I, you punch that kid in the face, don't care. Walk, just end it. Yeah. And these kids don't. And the cops are like, fuck. I mean, <laughs> because if they're working our door and if, you know, and now they got to arrest somebody, that's four more hours of their fucking night. I know. Yeah. And it's already two in the morning. Yeah. You know, they're like, dude, just, just. And the cops you know. at Stonebridge are nice guys, too. Yeah, they're all good dudes. Yeah. They're all good They're dudes. really good dudes. They're not, they're not looking to start anything. They, they just, you know, whatever would be safe. I was driving by on Saturday night uh, in my convertible and I was on the phone. Like, I was driving slow, careful. Yeah. I'm on the phone and there's a cop right next to me. And I was just like, I was like, what's up? And he goes, what's up? <laughs> That's it. That's it. He didn't say get off the phone. He didn't say anything. <laughs> Back in the day. So you know the little alleyway where Eli's is? Yeah. There used to be this, there was like a new cop, right? Like fucking Johnny Q Law, right? Oh, yeah. And he fucking sat in there every Friday around happy hour. Just sat in there. This is before Eli's was even there. Mm. 
He just sat in that little alleyway and waited for people to drive around on their cell phones and would probably pull over 10 people in like three hours. What a dick. Just a total dick. <laughs> just like, just, and he, he'd like, he'd, he'd see him, he'd pull out, he'd pull him over by the, by the, you know, the bridge underneath the train tracks. Yeah. And then he'd just come back around, back in and fucking do it again. See, that's like, I hate that shit. Uh, like, I've always said like the. Like Ticketron Ron over there. <laughs> Ticketron Ron. <laughs> I've, always said, I've always said that too, that like, uh. I remember when I learned that cops had like a quota to meet. Yeah. I feel like that's fucked up. Like they should like you so have, they, have a they, certain they, amount yeah. of tickets. Right. Like what? Like, so they always say the end of the month, you know, that's when they're trying to fill their quota. They'll deny it till they die, but there's no, yeah. there's it's it comes down to money. It, the police department and the government makes money off of finding its oh, fucking well, yeah, yeah. population. Course, yeah. So you cannot tell me there's not some kind of quota. Yeah. Like, if you're a cop and you've been on the beat for fucking three months, right? And yeah. you've only pulled over three people. They're going to fucking pull you in the office and say, hey, you got to get your numbers up. Which is so... That's fucked up. Because everybody's speeding. Everybody. Yeah. Oh, of course. The even though, even are though, there. Right, yeah. right, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I drive down the highway all the time doing 80 and people are flying by me. Yeah, you know? Yeah. It's like crazy. No, but I just think I just think that's messed up. They're like... They're, that you have to like go search and arrest people. It's supposed to be serve and protect, right? Right. Not search for civilians going ten miles over the speed limit. You know, it's like, come on. I last time I got pulled over, I was, I was driving up to Saratoga, and I'm literally at the exit. You know, it's a three hour fucking drive. Yeah. I'm at the exit, and I just look up, and this dude's on me with his lights on, and he goes, uh, <clears throat> he goes, you know, I. I I was just going with the flow of traffic. I wasn't fucking weaving in and out, nothing. Yeah. I'm sure I was speeding. I'm sure I was doing close to 80 in a 65. But so is everyone, right? Right, so is everyone. moving, yeah. He just picked me out at a Connecticut plate. And he goes, where are you heading? I said, Saratoga. Oh, you betting the horses? Yeah. He goes, all right, well, here's your ticket. Sorry. Got you off to a bad start. It was like $380. I'm like... Damn. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, like, come on. That was a long time ago. I haven't been, I don't I don't really speed too much anymore. I mean the highway, you know, I'll hit eighty, but yeah. well I mean I just go with traffic. Right? Yeah. Like, how do you pick me out of the out right. of the group? Like right. come on. Uh, that's nuts. I got a worst pull over craziest pullover story. I was like I was like nineteen or something, I think. I mean I've been involved with police a lot. Yeah. They, <laughs> like, they know your name. <laughs> yeah, like I got pulled over one time. I was uh speed on the highway, it was in New York. And I was uh, I was rolling face on ecstasy, and I was true. First time rolling face has made it to the DDWD podcast. Uh, <laughs> I was I was out of my mind, dude. I was drunk on ecstasy, and, and yeah, and I get pulled over, and I was like, oh, I'm going to jail. Like I literally, I literally had open, big open twisted tea like in my cup holder, and right. I just I dumped it out on my passenger floor, like. And I was like, I'm going to jail. It was like a sense of calmness. I was like, oh, this is it. Yeah, I'm going to jail right yeah. now. Like, yeah, 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 <laughs> you yeah. just accept you it. You just accept it. Yeah, you're like, fuck. And then the cop comes over and he goes, hey, you know how fast you're going? I was like, no, no, officer. And it felt like a dream. It, did, it still doesn't feel real because I'm just looking up at him. And he had to fucking see your fucking 24 ounce twisted tea can. And just my eyes and yeah. just my face. Like, he had to have been like, this kid is so fucked up. And then he goes, I'm going to be right back. And I'm still sitting there like, oh, I'm going to get ready to be in handcuffs. and rubbing my wrist. Like, these are going to hurt. You know? Oh, my like, God. And then he comes back and goes, here's a ticket. Like, drive safe. And it was unreal, dude. I, unreal. Thank you, New York police officer that <laughs> pulled over a fucked up little white kid six years ago. I'll tell one story. <laughs> I, uh, I was coming. So my mom used to run a strip club in Massachusetts called Mardi Gras. Now, a lot of people listening to the show already know 
either the story that she worked there. So me and my buddy are driving home from uh, from Springfield, and we were drinking, yeah. right? And I'm not justifying drinking and driving. No, just, this is yeah. this is twenty fucking years ago, and we get to about Rocky Hill, and <clears throat> I get pulled over, and the guy comes up, you know, license registration. Now my buddy Joe is fucking annihilated, passed out, drooling on himself in the fucking passenger seat. I had shut it down a little bit. I know I got a hour ride home. So I'm fine. Literally, I'm fine. And the guy takes my driver's license, registration, insurance, goes back, comes back to the car. He's like, please step out of your vehicle. I said, oh, shit. I don't even know what's going on. So I get out. He's like, yeah, we got a problem. Uh, your license is suspended. And I didn't know why. I'm like, what? What, what do you mean? Like, I never received a notification. I don't yeah. know why. He goes, I don't know. It's coming up as suspended. He goes, your registration's fine. Your insurance is fine. But your driver's license is suspended. I said, all right. Well, what do we do? He goes, um, hold on. He walks around the other side of the car. And he knocks on the window. I'm like, Joe is literally drooling on himself. <laughs> Guy goes, cop goes, you all right to drive? Me? Oh, my God. You said me? Yeah, he goes, me? <laughs> he goes, yeah, you. You all right to drive? Sure. He fucking has Joe get in the driver's seat and drive us. That is wild. Right. And he's a fucking annihilated. That is wild. So we get like two exits down the road. I said, Joe, pull over. Like, get off the highway. Yeah. Fucking pull into a McDonald's. I'm driving the rest of the way. Fucking yeah, home. I'm like, you're yeah, going to kill me. I know, for real, yeah. He's like, that cop just really wanted me to drive. That's <laughs> crazy. Like, what the yeah, fuck? That is Like, because he didn't want to get me in. I mean, he was doing the I mean, but like, nice of him, yeah. know the room, dude. Like, like <laughs> fucking. <laughs> I know the room. I'd rather you tow my car to fucking home and yeah, just don't man. arrest me, you know, for whatever. But yeah. It's, that is wild. It wakes <laughs> up the most drunk person. <laughs> like, oh, you got to drive. He's like, me? Me? Oh, jeez. So, all right. So, uh, it's been a year since he's been on the show. Yeah. Uh, Hawkins band doing very well, right? Yeah. You got a big gig well, coming yeah, up. I just want to say, yeah, who are to end that? Guys, don't do drugs. Like, yeah, yeah. I know I'm I'm laughing and like telling funny stories and stuff, and like I can laugh about it because I've made it out. And a lot of my friends didn't make it out. Many people I know are still struggling, and it's just like it's it's easy to laugh about when you've gotten better, but it's a miserable and horrible way of life. Is and not just for you. Your parents dealt with oh, it. Yeah. Your the, friends, the your pain family. That I put my family through. I will. Be repaying them till the day I die. Right. You know, like... Yeah. Right. And what they did for me, too. I'm a lucky man. Right. Yeah. I'm very lucky. You are. I'm glad you're sitting here. Yeah. So don't I'm do drugs. That's all I'm saying. Don't do drugs. <laughs> yeah. As he's sipping on his raspberry cider. A little no, cider here and there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so what's new with the band in a year? In a year, dude. Oh, my God. We've done massive amounts of shows. We have a, we have a tour set list or a tour date list about 40... 40 shows for the summertime. Doing, uh, We're starting to do weddings, which is cool. I've never done weddings before. It makes me nervous, actually. Like, I don't know, because it's like their special day. And like, I know I know how good we are. Like, I, And I know like we'll do well. But it's just from where I've come from, it's like a lot of responsibility. You know what I mean? Well, there's a lot of like, money in the wedding business. Oh, yeah, there you, is. You, yeah. Get, you get a lot more money doing those yeah. show for a wedding than you, you do yeah. something else. It's just a weird feeling, you know, because I never was a musician or a singer. So, like, now that I'm doing weddings, it's like, wow, I don't know. Like, are you sure you want us? Right, <laughs> right, right, right. You know right. what I mean? It's weird. But, yeah, lots of shows. And uh, we just released a new track called Head and Heart. 
And it's a banger. Look it up. Head and Heart by Hawkins. H-A-W-K-N-S. And I apologize. I was going to have a sample for that. But uh, my neighbor upstairs, who I steal the internet from, didn't pay his cable bill. Oh, so man. I have no internet right <laughs> now in the studio. He's not home. I just texted him. I'm like, yo. He's like, dude, I used it this morning. I said, well, they just shut it off on you. Uh, that's, that's whatever. Well, you guys will hear lights off. Yeah. Earlier. yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I might be able to, uh, when I get home, maybe insert the song... Into the end. I have to, I have to look into that. Um, yeah, the song is awesome. We really believe in it. We were starting to film. We got a music video out for it as well. Now, you, uh, you, you, we were talking a couple weeks ago, and you know I love picking people's brains, and I pick yeah. yours. Uh, you know, where, where, where do you see yourself in a couple years? And uh, I, I kind of really liked your answer. You're, you're, you know, you think the next eighteen months is where this band's going to take off. Yeah. Yeah, and, we uh, are starting and, to take off. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm going to say, hey, I used to have Hawkins on my show. You know, I'll, I'll be you know? on the show every, all the time. I don't care how big I get, dude. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. I like that. One, I love the attitude. Uh, you know, it's such a hard business to, it is, yeah. to break through in. Um, but uh, you have a big show coming up. Yeah. Right? You're opening for... Uh, so they're called the Simple Radicals. Yep. Which is awesome. It's at Park City Music Hall. And that's like... Park City Music Hall is like the pinnacle of music right now in the in the Connecticut area. It's a brand new place, awesome venue. It's like all brand new equipment, light show, everything. It's a real deal. And yeah. they only they only book bands that like have a following and have a lot of listeners and stuff like that. And uh, our friend John Kamal, shout out John Kamal, ninety five nine the Fox, check him out. He's uh he's the radio guy there. He recommended us to that band because the band reached out to them and said oh, uh, yeah, you yeah, got someone for us. Yeah, yeah, he recommended us. So thank you, John. That's awesome of him. But but I mean, we've been working really hard and just doing so many shows, you know, like shows for five people. I know. I hire you at Stonebridge and it's like you're fucking working yeah. all weekend know, at your other yeah. gigs. Like, where the hell's Hawkins? He rolls in at 11 o'clock ordering a shot of Jaeger. I, I said I would work. I told him. I was like, I'll come work out my show. But they were like, nah. I was like, all right. Like, you don't want to do that. I would have. No, I know you would have, but nah, you're fucking. I feel you. Yeah. Yeah, I, know I haven't. I've mad shows on the weekends in summer. I didn't realize how booked this summer was actually going to be. Yeah, so, no, I mean, it's I'll all be, good. I'll be there when I can. But there, she's starting to book me for the days, so I'm gonna start doing days this summer, I guess too. Days. Yeah, I guess yeah. Well, that's what she said. Yeah, bar back into the day. Oh, all right. I mean, news to me. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I gave up the schedule a long time ago. <laughs> right, right. Let me Why tell you something. Good. Anyone that does a schedule at their job knows what a fucking pain in the ass. I it's bet, like the yeah. worst job in the world I is bet. doing the schedule because everyone's talk, got everyone. complaints. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't tell you I needed fucking Tuesday yeah, off. Fuck I, you. So much to keep track of. Oh, yeah. my God. I gave that up. God bless Emily. She does it now. I'm like, thank, yeah. thank God. Yeah, but come check us out. We go on our Instagram at Hawkins the Band, and you'll see all our show dates. And we do private parties, we do weddings, bar mitzvahs, quinceaneras. Let us know. What was the last one? Quinceaneras. What's that? It's like a 16th birthday party for Spanish or Mexican people. Oh, okay. I don't know. You never heard of a quinceanera? <laughs> no. It's yeah. It's yeah. Oh. I think it's when. So it's like a Mexican bar mitzvah, and that's 13, right? Yeah. No. When yeah, Mexican sweet girls, 16. Yeah. When girls turn 16, it's called a quinceanera. Yeah. It's like a big deal. Yeah, they're like I fucking knew what that was three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, hood us up, guys. Uh, so you wanted to do a rapid fire. Yeah, you want to? I'd be, I'd I don't be even know what the yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Like, I, I see, you know, it's funny. Is I, I, there's a couple things I follow on, uh, uh, what's it called? Twitter. Yeah. And it's people just posing questions all day long. Like, you know, would you take... 
you know, Kobe over, you know, whatever. They just, like, pose these fucking questions. And some of them I answer, some of them I don't. Kobe over who? Uh, I don't know. Dwayne Wade. I don't know. Like, yes. I, you know, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I take Kobe over a lot of people. Uh, that's for sure. As much as I hated Kobe, man, he was something else, though. No, the boy's nasty. Do you think Tatum can get to that level? Maybe. I think Tatum needs to. He's young. Not he, he's, he's a different type of player, young. though. He is a little bit different, yeah. but I feel like if he could just get the mid-range jumper working, yeah, oh yeah, he just seems to be three or drive, and that's it. Yeah, um, I mean that's almost the whole NBA right now. Right. True. Mid-range jumpers True. are just like not common anymore. Right. But yeah, that changes. It changes the whole game if you have a mid-range jumper. I have a mid-range jumper, and I'm filthy. <laughs> I go when I go play places. It's all mid-range. I'm filthy. I haven't shot a hoop in. I can't remember yeah, how long ball. it's been. Yeah, come ball. All right, let's see. All right, so this is a guy I follow on Twitter. His name is Sage Alvarez. You want? He always. He's always. Um, Sage Alvarez. Is yeah, he, like he you know what's you know what's, there's a lot of these there's a lot of these if you're looking for followers on Twitter if that's your thing. There's a lot of these things that you go and then they share your name to other people and then like I went from like 30 followers to 100 in like three days. Oh wow! It's no one I know. It's no one I even want to follow. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, Well, he said, "Which podcast should we listen to today?" I'll drop our podcast on there. Yeah. Uh, Where is this shit? I don't know. Anyway. You said uh, chunky or creepy peanut butter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing chunky peanut butter all day. So. This is so hard to find. I think you can order off like Amazon or something. But Skippy okay. makes, you know, the honey roasted peanut butter? No, never heard of it. Never heard of honey roasted peanut butter? No. Sounds delightful, though. Get the fuck out of here, really? Sounds amazing. Well, they make a honey roasted chunky peanut butter. Ooh. It's like, like it's fucking <laughs> awesome. But you, don't, you can't get it in the stores. You got to order it online. Oh, but it's everything. so good. So good. All right. So uh, we got a douche of the week. All right. Um, I don't want to touch too much on it. Uh, it's a very sore subject, obviously, and God bless all the little children that passed away yesterday in the shooting. But everyone has an opinion on gun control, uh, and they seem to, that is the only point they go to. It's all the gun's fault. Um, do we have a gun issue in this country? Yes, that's obvious. Um, regulations and background checks and all sorts of stuff are necessary. Uh but yesterday, Steve Kerr came out, and he is the head coach of uh, the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. And he always seems to be in the middle of this political, social justice kind of stuff. And yesterday, he went on this tirade before his game about uh, the 50 senators that could change this tomorrow. Basically calling out the 50 Republican senators, mm-hmm. obviously. Like, duh. Uh, we know he's liberal. Um and with Steve Kerr, though, like it was just two years ago, he was saying to defund the police and uh, get cops out of schools. So my thing is, when you look at something like this, and we just sent, what, $40 billion to Ukraine mm-hmm. on a war that may end tomorrow. Uh, I doubt they send the money back. Uh, <laughs> you know, that money could be well spent into putting cops in schools. Is cops in schools a solution? I don't know. But could it prevent a lot of things from happening in this country, this fucked up world we live in? Yeah. Probably. So Steve Kerr is kind of talking out of both sides of his mouth here. Uh, 
I, I feel it's just fake passion at this point, fake rage. Um, you know, and they're all yelling at the rip, but like every Republican is like, oh, you can't say sorry. Like they're, they're like getting vile on the internet about mm-hmm. Republicans right now. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I don't really take it too seriously, but um, it's such a sad situation. But maybe the stopgap is putting a cop in every school. Mm-hmm. Um, is it the end all solution? Of course not. I mean, there needs to be a form of gun control. I'm on for. I'm not. I don't even own a gun. I don't have a license. Yeah. I am a conservative, uh, but you know, not all Republicans have guns. You know, yeah. there are certain uh, things I don't think. You know, the, the, they just gloss over mental health. You know, and a lot of it was, you know, like you said earlier when you're talking about your your battle with addiction. There were times you didn't care if you died. No, didn't well, obviously, this kid yesterday didn't care if he died. Yeah. So, depending how how twisted your mind is, yeah. uh, you know, you may have made a choice where, well, if I'm going to die, I'm going to take some people with me. Who the fuck knows what's going yeah. on in people's heads? Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, 60 years ago, these same guns were around. You know, but I just feel like with social media and and, and bullying and, and, and you know and, and all the yeah. these I don't I I personally know like like kids that are under twelve that are on like fucking med like like pills. Wow. Yeah. Like like like, like you know Adderall yeah like 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 they're 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 given like it's yeah it's like yeah. just let the kid develop. Yeah. You know, you're putting chemicals in these kids' bodies. He doesn't have ADD. He's 12. Right. (laughs) Right. Like, I mean, you know, I don't want him to go down your route necessarily. But that will. Right, right. get addicted to stimulants and then, like, that just opens the gate for other drugs. Right. It's just, uh, I think the whole world's over-medicated, man. Yeah, facts. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, and I just, I'm sick of seeing people like Steve Kerr, like, like they're the you know they're they're the voice of reason and they can slam their hand on a desk and uh, blame the senators and yeah. first of all Republicans and Democrats alike they're all fucking corrupt. I, I they're all that. corrupt. I think politics are so fucked. Right, it's right like now. come on so now, bad. you know. That's why I like Trump so much in there because he just kind of flipped it on its head. <laughs> you know, I don't want Trump back though. I can't deal with that anymore. But, yeah, you know, I, I didn't vote for him. <laughs> but honestly, I don't. I just think it's all fucking stupid at this point. Dude. Politics have become a spectacle, just like it's like entertainment almost at this point. It's part of the entertainment industry. Right. It's fucked up. What's crazy with like this 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 shooting yesterday? Uh, you know, obviously, you know. So Lamont had a like a town hall thing up in Hartford today, and there was like fucking twenty speakers at it. Like this thing happened yesterday, like twenty speakers. Yeah, I mean, well, Not obviously, obviously, we had Sandy Hook, so like, there's a lot of you know, it's close to the heart of Connecticut residents. Yeah, yeah. But how much is there? Like, to say, damn, but... that was organized quick. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah you know, like, oh my god. I mean, there is definitely like, like you said, I the cop in every school. Something has to be done. Like, we gotta try, start right. trying shit. You know what I mean? Right. Just start trying different ideas or something. You know, like banning guns is not gonna happen. I'm sorry, guys. I'm liberal. And I just, to all my liberal friends out there, that's not going to fucking happen. So let's try to find a different solution because that's unrealistic. You know, like, right. so I mean, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, it's an issue that I just, I fucking don't know. Like yeah. more mental health background checks, more a cop in every school. I Maybe, I don't know. It's just like. Let me tell you something. Of, well, see, a lot of, a lot of you liberals. Yeah. <laughs> are like, you know, we don't need uh, armed guards and make our fucking schools like print, like, you know, like whatever. It's like, no. That's but you could have one guy that mans the one entrance yeah. into the school. That's it. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have to be, you know, 
fucking laced with fucking AR-15s yeah, like and Rambo fucking and yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like you just be an, an officer yeah. or an ex-veteran. Like you know, a lot of these veterans need jobs. What a great job true. that would be. Yeah, that's true. You know, we're um, school with kids and stuff. Yeah. You know, and I'm so cynical. I'm just like, well, you know, I, I took Latin, and uh, you know, one of the one of the Latin phrases always stuck in my head is uh, I actually I can't remember what the Latin version of it was, <laughs> yeah. but the meaning was "Who will guard the guards themselves?" Yeah, exactly. You know, so like again, this is what steers me back to the mental health issue. Like, as much as I would love to see veterans in, well, a lot of these veterans are a little messed up in the head too, yeah, from what course, they've experienced. PTSD so, stuff, yeah. right. So, we need. Uh, I just think mental health is uh, is first and foremost. Because it's going to take forever for them to fucking try to ban guns. It's, just, it's just like you said, it's just not going to happen. So let's start thinking like adults and how do we stop this and, yeah. and how do we prevent it, really? Yeah, prevent it. Yeah. Like, I mean, how do I mean that kid? Uh, he was 18. Yeah, he was 18, and there was pictures of him like in a skirt, like he was trans or something. I don't know. Like, I don't know all, how, what, what one has to do with the other. Uh, I don't know. I didn't know if they were photoshopped. They could have been. It's so soon. It just, I mean, the shit I mean, happened. to kill kids, you're fucked up. That right. Happened, obviously, yeah. Right. right. So. But yeah, it's it's, just, it's like, like you just said, like the guy, if we put an armed guard at every place, what, the dude just runs in with a fucking assault rifle. Right. I don't think, I think that guard's going down pretty fast without having time. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's well, a first, it's a first I mean, step, I guess, like. If you're trained, yeah, it might prevent it might prevent more than not. I mean, they gotta have they gotta have one way in and one way out. Yeah, yeah during true. school hours. Yeah, yeah, you know, like uh, I don't know. I'd hate to see like fences put up for gym and outdoors. Oh I mean, my God. But, then you're then we are starting to turn schools into right, like a right a prison type type feel, but right. It's, Maybe it's, that's it's, what the kids need nowadays too. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. They fucking run willy nilly, thinking they fucking run the world. Yeah, These kids bad, are so yeah. fucking disrespectful now. It really is just—it's just an issue that like I can't even have a real opinion on because I fucking don't know, dude. It's just a problem. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. And it's come know. to the point where we can't trust our politicians and leaders to, yeah, to know what to do either. Yeah. All they want to do is fight each other. They want to stay in power. And, yeah, they'll they, do whatever the fuck they they think is. They want to sling insults at each other and call everybody. You know, like mm -hmm. I don't know, like. Like I, I saw this coming a mile away when this happened yesterday. Like, oh, they're gonna, you know, the Democrats are gonna yell at the Republicans because they want, you know, the babies in the wombs, but they don't care about the kids in the schools. Yeah, and sure enough, it was all over the internet. Of course, like, yeah. Oh God! Like, can you guys just shut the fuck up for once? It is so predictable. Just go to the yeah. fucking Senate House. Fucking sit down. Like, you guys are all intelligent. Well, no, I <laughs> you're all intelligent, but y'all went to college. I'm pretty sure y'all have college degree. Not that that means anything anymore either. Yeah. But just. Sit down like adults and stop slinging fucking shit and get some shit done. I don't care if fucking I can get an AR-15. I really don't give a fuck. Yeah, me neither, yeah. You know, the Second Amendment was made for militias. Like, I, I'm a Republican and I can, I can read it. I can read it. <laughs> I can read it. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. it wasn't for, like, fucking John Q. You, you know, yeah, like, fucking 18 fucking running through the man. woods with no shoes on, yeah. all fucking high on drugs <laughs> with an AR-15 strapped to you. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like, I get it. But they also didn't know the level of guns that we were going to have. Either right. when they well, made that law. Like, yeah. mm. Technology, you know? Yeah, it's fucked up, dude. I don't know. I don't know. Nice, nah, so that's my douche of the week. Steve yeah. Kerr. Hope you guys lose to Dallas. Hope you guys get the reverse sweep. I would love to see that. I would love I mean, to it's see that. It's never happened in the NBA. Kill it. It'd be dope. It's never happened. Well, that's four games in a row, right? Yeah. yeah. Because they won last night, so. Yeah, so now they got, but now they got to win two in, in San Francisco, though. It's not happening, dude. No. That is not happening. But, uh, 
Yeah, that's all I'm going to touch on that. Right. You know, I, I feel bad. You know, it's, it sucks. It's just, it's unnecessary. It's, yeah, it's no, it should it's, be preventable, but for some reason it's not. It's just, yeah, it's, just, it's like part, it's part of our country at this point. Right. It's just like how it is. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's, being, it's being normalized. It's like that, see that episode of South Park? It's, uh, it's funny. It's like, it's all about school shootings and they go deep into it. And, um, Stan's mom is like, thinks it's like crazy. And the rest of the town is just like, like normalizing it. Like he's like, son, was there a shooting at school today? He's like, and then she says, yeah. And then he looks at the mom. He's like, oh, okay. So what's the problem? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just completely normalizing right, it. It's right. funny. Yeah. It's a good episode. It, it, it is sad. I mean, it's, it's a lot of people are desensitized to it. Myself yeah. included. I was just like, oh, it's, it, you know, what's weird is like yesterday when I heard about it, I didn't know if that was like yesterday. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know. Like, wait, wait. Because there was just a shooting like a week ago yeah. in Buffalo, so yeah, I'm like, yeah. wait, are they still talking about the same thing? Yeah. Oh wait, this I is another one. Yeah, oh too. Jesus, it you is. Just, yeah, and it's just like, I, like, yeah, hey, I don't know what to do. It's just like, it's sad. I think you got to stop. You got to stop gap it and put cops in schools right now. It doesn't have to be forever. It's not a bad idea. But just do it. Yeah. We have the money. I mean, it's not even a federal thing. Like local. It's like adding one teacher to every school. Yeah. Salary wise, is that yeah. so fucking? You, no. you can't make that work. Yeah, for real. I mean. I'm, I'm with you, dude. Do something. Let's How much tax money does Milford get from all the fucking homes? I, Just the homes on the water. Fuck on, yeah. Jesus Christ. Put yeah. an officer in the schools. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I think that's I think that's somewhere to start, at least. Fucking do something. We can't just keep doing nothing and just right. letting it happen all the time. You know, it's just fucking... It's ridiculous. I do want to say one thing, too. Uh, I ran into my friend Graham Niemi yesterday. Uh, he is the uh, the lacrosse coach. At uh, Fairfield Prep. Oh, where? Uh, the, uh, the the kid that got killed last week. Oh, I, that was his. That was his student. It. Yeah, you didn't hear about the kid from Milford that stabbed. That was a. Like, oh yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Shelton, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Up in Shelton, yeah, they were like St. Joe's students, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I gave him a big hug yesterday. It's just, it's crazy that you know. I said, he's "How you guys?" I said, "How you guys?" He's yeah. He was the coach of the kid. So how do you guys even deal with it? He goes, "You know, we're just dealing with it as a group, dealing with it as." Uh, you know, we all just stay together. You know, it's, it's fucking hard. Don't just, bring a team together real fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fucked up. Dude. It's nuts. It's nuts. What's going on out there? It's fucked up. I've had, I've been in some situations like crazy situations. Like yeah, that. I was at a party in Bridgeport once, and then 13 people got shot on the east side. If you remember that. How long was that? Uh, maybe six, seven years. Oh yeah, years ago. Yeah, I was there, and I was my dumb ass thought it was fireworks. My stupid white ass. Yeah. In the hood of Bridgeport, I'm like, like it's just fireworks, and then like everyone's on the ground, and I'm still standing up, and my boy's like screaming at me to get, to get down. down, and and like he, he sees that I don't understand, so he's like pointing, and there's a girl on the ground, and just like got shot in the jaw. She lived, but obviously at the time. She looked like she was dead. Right. Yeah. Right. And oh, there's Jesus. blood everywhere and stuff. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> hit the ground. And the yeah, army crawling out of there. So, yeah, I was I was at a mass shooting like seven years ago. Yeah. And that didn't wake you up. It took, no, yeah, it took you running through the woods up, with yeah. no shoes on. <laughs> yeah, I'm still getting fucked up. <coughs> oh, man. I didn't go to any more parties in Bridgeport, though. All right. Well, let's, uh, like, let's, let's, let's end the show on a little higher notes here. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. Um, sorry. 
Well, you guys got a whole new album coming out or what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we're releasing one song at a time. But yep. we have like six songs that are done ready to go. So nice. You guys will hear them slowly but surely. Yeah. They're all awesome. You guys are going to love them. You playing them live yet? Or Yeah, we play yeah. them live. If you come see us, you'll hear all the songs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you played on a Tuesday night, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I got to work yeah, Friday, yeah. Saturdays. I know, yeah. yeah. I think we have a show. Do you do Thursdays? I could take a Thursday off. We might, yeah, we might have a Thursday show that you can come to. Yeah, yeah. that'll be a good one. Yeah, you've only yeah. seen this once, right, at Stonebridge? That was it. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta come see us at a different bar. Yeah. Where you can actually like, party instead <laughs> of right. working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Work, 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 kid. Uh, so, what does it take to? What does it take to to get to the next step? You think? Uh, I think does it take a little luck? A little. Uh, you know, well, luck always has something, right? Related, right. Yeah, a little, uh, you know, obviously, you got to be fortunate. Uh, connections, yes. Yeah. Um, obviously, the guy at ninety five nine helps yeah. you guys yeah, out. He's That's awesome. always John's good. Awesome, yeah. yeah. And then it takes, you know, I mean, do you have scouts that come to your shows? Yeah. So that is a thing. Like, so the next step really is just keep keep releasing originals until yep. we have like seven or eight out, and then start attacking like promotion attacking it like crazy spending it so you gotta spend the money spend the money do the shows just keep doing shows keep spending money and just build your fan base slowly but surely then you could also go to record companies and start sending these songs to different people that are connected say hey do you see anything here worth signing us for you know right right and the way the record companies are being treated now because like a lot of artists are independent record companies are kind of thirsty Right now, for artists that are willing to get signed. A lot of the big guys got create their own labels, Exactly, right? yeah. yeah. So a lot of the big record companies are thirsty right. for acts. So it might be a perfect storm. I don't know, but yeah. we're going to just keep promoting, dude. Keep promoting, keep doing shows. Just Is it still kind of a, like not, I don't want to say sleazy business, but a business where like they kind of hold your head to the fire? Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. yeah like I've seen different artists recently, like Logic, you know, Logic the uh-huh. rapper. Yeah. He, was, he posted something on TikTok like, angry as hell at his record company because he wanted something done one way and they were just like no and did it a different way because the artist right. doesn't have a lot of power when you, right yeah. you're kind of selling your soul a little you bit are. Yeah, right for sure yeah you are their you are their money-making machine right and you're their property once you sign that contract i which i'm all for any record companies <laughs> saying, i will be your property just sign us dude what was the guy's mr big you ever watched uh, Mr. Big? What was that? Well, no. Well, there was a band called Mr. Big, but Mr. Big was the character in uh, oh shit, Wayne's World. Oh no! Never seen you remember you seen the movie Wayne's World? No, I haven't. No. Oh, there's I Mr. like no. It's uh, it's Keanu Reeves, right? No, Wayne's World is uh the, the characters from uh, Saturday Night Live. Oh, Dana uh, Carvey. Dana Carvey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, and there was this guy, Mr. Big. He was like a record label guy. Like, you didn't see him till the end of the movie, but yeah, they big kept chain cigar. Yeah, crazy. basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he comes in. I like your music. You yeah. yeah, we'll sign you up. I'm sure it's still yeah. like that a little bit, dude. It is like yeah, they're thirsty for money. You're not. They don't care about your music. They care about how much money you're gonna pull in. That's yeah, I mean, mean, like, yeah. like in the music I listen to, like a lot of the bands, like like Corn, Corn started their own. Yeah, they said fuck this shit. Yeah, they had like a five album thing with maybe Sony. Yeah, and they, they said, you know, we're all fucking multimillionaires, so they built their own fucking studio. Yeah. Now there is a lot of logistics that go into like, like I've re- I've read articles where you know a band like Corn might have regretted what they did because 
you know, now you got to do your own promotion, your own all this. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of shit that, it, yeah. you know, they, they, I mean, Sony and RCA and, you know, yeah, and all, and Geffen have, Records, they all have these huge. Yeah, and they also have connections for festivals and stuff. Right. It's like when you sign with a label, you're getting planted into all these huge shows like Coachella and those big venues. Right, you know? right. I mean, without a label, it's hard to get a spot at Coachella. Right. The labels are what runs that whole thing. You yep. Know? So, that too, but. Well, best of luck to you, buddy. Um, you. Yeah, next yeah. time I have you on, you're going to be probably heading out on a big tour. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Opening for uh, let me. Oh, I'm going to take a guess. You're going to be opening for Daughtry, Chris Daughtry. Yep, that's my prediction. Okay, <laughs> does he still fucking tour? Like, I was supposed to see him really uh, in November at Mohegan. I was really going to see Seven Dust. They were opening mm-hmm. for them, and. His like stepdaughter committed suicide, and he canceled the show. Oh, damn, um, but yeah, he's got a whole new album out, and uh, he's 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 a headliner still. Wow. I mean, I don't know really. What do you listen to? Everything, dude. I love everything. But I listen to a lot of dubstep. Explain dubstep to my audience, <laughs> like, like 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 heavy, grimy EDM music. Like, like dubstep. I can explain that. It's hard to like. It's hard to explain. I don't. <laughs> It's just dubstep, dude. Like, like, like. Now, does that influence your style of music, or you just no, like to listen to it? Not at all. I just love. I love EDM. I've always loved EDM music. I go to a lot of EDM shows and stuff. What does EDM mean? Electronic dance music. Okay. So dubstep sounds like if you took like robots and aliens and had them like fight each other. That's like the song that would come from it. You know, robots and aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the best way to describe it, dude. That's all it is. What aliens? Like aliens from like aliens, or like a predator? No, uh, like, it's more like aliens, like Prometheus <laughs> type aliens. <laughs> EDM and dubstep. I love that shit, dude. Yeah, but no, we listen to dude. We listen to everything. We listen to a lot of Bruce. Now, Wayne you guys today. in the band? What are yeah? What are their influences? Yeah, like Eddie Van Halen is. Is the guitar player Joe Frank? His, yeah, yeah. His biggest influence is Eddie Van Halen. You can see it in his guitar playing. He's nasty. Yeah. And uh, dude, we listen to everything. Like, all classic rock stuff. A lot of uh, Bruce Springsteen. We've been trying to like listen to a lot and see what he's doing and what made him so good. You know, like he had a huge influence on music. And um, yeah, all the stuff that's popular now. Yeah, we take we take influence from everything. Whatever's yeah. whatever people are enjoying, we try to listen to that and say, all right, what? How do we recreate? what people like about this you know what I mean in our own way you know can you do me a favor yeah, sure. just never go country oh no that won't be Thank us you. Yeah. <laughs> that definitely will not be us my favorite musician of all time went country Aaron Lewis I'm like what the fuck no yeah dude, I, just if I said that to my bandmates they would laugh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'd think it was a joke like no, we would never do that. I might hate my country. I mean, like, I like some country songs. Like, I don't, you know, I, yeah. I like country, country. I don't like, but country rock's fine. Like, I'll listen to yeah, that. Yeah, dude, Leonard Skinner's fire. That's country yeah. rock. Right? Oh, that's old school shit. Yeah, yeah the old school yeah. country rock yeah. is fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wagon Zach wheels. Brown band, they're fine. Like, yeah. They don't bother. Wagon me. wheels a banger. Wagon. <laughs> is that a country? Uh, Darius Rucker. Well, that well that 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 song was originally written by. Bob, um... Oh, he didn't make it? No. I didn't know that. There was a band that... It was written by... What's his name? Bob, uh... Dylan? Bill Dylan. Wrote Wagon Wheel. Yeah. And what? a band called... Old Crow Medicine Show was the first to sing it. Mm. And then Rucker obviously made it famous again. Oh, I had no idea. I thought... Derek I could Rucker. be completely off base, but I think that's <laughs> Bob true. Bob Dylan? I don't I know think so. That. We're going to have to Google Wagon that after the show. I, I feel like I would have heard that before. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'm right. I mean, it, it does, like, when you when you say it now, I could hear Bob Dylan singing it in, like, his style, and it would sound sound like him. Yeah, American, oh, yeah, Bob Dylan wrote Wagon Wheel. That's wild. Yep. I gotta look that up after yeah. yeah. When I get in my car, I'm gonna listen to Bob Dylan's Wagon Wheel. No, I don't think he sang it. I think he wrote it. Oh, and then okay. this you got to look up this band, Old Crow Medicine yeah, Show. And then they sang it, and then and then uh, Rucker sang it. Obviously, oh, wow. Rucker made it like mainstream. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good song. All right, brother. So uh, you got gigs all weekend, or am I going to see you at Stonebridge? Yeah, we're playing Massachusetts. Oh, you're up in Mass. Uh, yeah, first out of state show. That's a big deal. Where's that at? It's called the Valley Hill Music Showcase. It's a big deal. It's like a huge event with a bunch of radio stations. They're going to put us on like 100 radio stations across America. It's like a battle of the bands type thing Mm -hmm. with seven different bands, and we're going to win it for sure. Where where is it? It's uh, I forget what place in Massachusetts, but... Know. You know, you know. One thing I know about you what? is you have no idea what the fuck you're playing. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I really don't. I'm sorry. I don't. It'd be like Thursday at work. I'm like, are you working with us tomorrow? He goes, I don't even know. I have a gig. <laughs> I gotta check. Yeah. I gotta check. Yeah, I'm usually. Yeah. You need I'll, like your own little manager. I do. Well, my mom helps us a lot, and my sister manages a lot too. My sister will text me in the morning and be, be like, "You have a show tonight." I'm like, "Okay, where, where, where?" <laughs> so you don't know where you're going to mass. You, you don't know, know how you're getting yeah. there. You don't know what you're doing. No, I know I'm driving, but I, I know, and I know the details. I just forget where it is. is. Is there a place called Valley Hill? I I don't it's know. It's called the Valley Hill Music Showcase. So okay. maybe there's a town called Valley Hill. Makes sense, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck finding it. Yeah. Uh, good luck being there. Uh, I hope you guys win. That'd be awesome, actually. That's that's cool. Yeah. Those are kind of the shows. You know, you get exposure exactly. and uh, and uh, so. Don't be hungover. Be ready to go. Oh, yeah, I'm not drinking. And, uh, at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. It's going to be good. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's going to be good. So I'm not going to see it all this weekend? No, I don't think so. No, yeah, I'll be in uh, Or yeah. maybe I might be working tomorrow night. That's sure. Yeah, maybe you should check that schedule. Yeah. You guys should come see me at Snowbirds now, too. I won't have yeah. time to talk because I'll be running around. He's the one with all the tats in his hair, like looking yeah. like a flock of seagulls. They, they won't let me wear a hat, so I just look ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. He, that's 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 your youth. That's your generation. You think you wear hats to work? Facts. Yeah. yeah like, come back. on. Just give me a Stonebridge hat. Throw it on. All, right. like. All right, brother. I'm gonna finish with uh, your old song, "Sober." I like this song. I yeah, really thank do. You, and uh, awesome having you in again. And like I said, next time uh, we're gonna be talking about you. where you guys are, he- what what like country it. you're heading to, not what yes, state. That'd be great. Yeah. All right, brother. Thanks again, Hawkins. Thank you. See you, brother. I'm never sober when the nights are over. Sinking down, there's no escaping now. Another drink I down. The clock is ticking now, but I can't hear a sound. Another drink to drown. You're my only fix when I get lost like this. My hands extended when my bottle's scented. My body's sick when I need your kiss. Get it.